My kid, even as a very small child, when she started eating solid food, could taste out something green. Even if I mixed it in, even if I put a trickle in, I could see her little tongue moving around and then invariably the spit would come and she would (laughs) spit that out. That kid didn't want anything green and to this day just fights me all the way about eating healthy leafy greens, broccoli, green beans. If it's green, she wants no part of it. Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast. The mom cast. Welcome. It's Stacy McKay and our producer, Greg Hansberry, for our mom cast. We're glad you could join us. I don't know if you knew this or not. This is National Nutrition Month. So uh, we're going to talk with an expert to kind of give us some some tips and kind of wade through all this stuff that maybe you don't know about. We hear all these terms like non-GMO. Sure. I know what I is want that? Yeah. I know I want non-GMO. I know I'm supposed to look for non-GMO. Um I don't know a lot about it. It's something about genetic and modified, but I don't really know what it means. Sure. Um, and Greg, you've got little, little ones. My daughter's 11 now. And I mean, I've done the damage. I feel like it's important to get those habits going now at two and and five so that they just are used to it when (sighs) they get into middle school and they can make those decisions on their own. See, and I, I have to say, I just really did a poor job with it. That was not a priority for me because I thought, ah, she's a kid. Right. You know, kids like hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and they eat it. Yeah. And, and at that age, sometimes it's just what will they consume? And that was it. And I yeah. kept asking the doctor about it. I'm like, this kid is like for a year now had hot dogs cut up <laughs> or mac and cheese or mashed potatoes. I mean, there was very few things she would and eat. And you justify it because you say, at least they're eating something. Well, I'd rather what, them eat this than nothing. Right. And he would say that. We'd go to her checkups and he'd say, she is doing just fine. In fact, she's doing very well. Wow. So, you know, weight's good, but not too heavy. Right in the percentile. Sure, right, she's yeah. growing properly. Never sick. The kid is healthy as a horse. Huh. And, you know, I also justified because I, I breastfed for uh-huh. eight months. So I thought, okay, well, I gave her a good start. Sure. So now let me see if I can just ruin it, you know, by giving her <laughs> the you hot know, dog diet. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're on to something there. But do your little ones, do they eat healthy foods? The, you know, I lucked out. Um, they're equally picky. Like, I'll make their favorite meal in the world and they won't touch it. And then we'll try something, you know, some Chinese food or something, mm-hmm. and they'll go to town on it. So I just feel like it just depends on what they're feeling that day. And they'll try new foods. Right. That's good. And I, I give my wife all the credit in the world, and I think some of it, too, is at an early age, she has has them in the kitchen with her helping cook and trying new yeah. ingredients and stuff. And I think that gets them just excited about sure. trying stuff. Sure. Um, and I can tell you, parents, if you don't do it early, I'm the cautionary tale here. Because even now, my daughter does not like salad. I love salad. I love fruits and vegetables. I'm all about that. That's what I ate growing up. I told her, for me, dessert growing up was fruit. Mm-hmm. Fresh fruit. You know, this kid... And, and so I I struggle now. I'm really trying to, you know, make a difference now. And we have conversations about it. Uh, but I'm telling you, if you think it'll change later, it really won't. <laughs> it really will not change. I keep thinking, oh, someday it's going to kick in. Well, if 
it, it just hasn't. So, um, and you have a food allergy. We were really right, lucky. Yeah. We had a red dye allergy early, and our doctor told us she would She'll probably grow, grow out, out of it, it yep. and she did. Um, but peanut allergy... It's a tough one. Davis is allergic to peanuts. We're going to talk also to a, a little gal that came up with, because she had a peanut allergy, um, and some of her friends did, she came up with a cookie that everyone could have. I mean, and it has like, she'll tell you, it's got like nothing in it, <laughs> but it's really good. If it tastes good, and, then and I've who tasted cares? Them. There so, you go. And, and if you're a parent that you struggle to find like treats for kids' birthdays and things like that when there's allergies in the classroom, uh, this is a good alternative. So I think we'll uh, have some good stuff for you and maybe a little fun as well. And I will tell you too, uh, moms, some of this is just for you. Uh, some of the food allergies, I mean, they carry into your adulthood or some you develop as an adult. So this isn't just for kids. Tell me, what is the name of your cookie? Sweetie's Cookie. And your name is Emerson? All right, Emerson, tell me how you got the idea to start this cookie. I got the idea to start this cookie because I have a nut allergy. Yes, and that's a bummer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My daughter has, she doesn't have it, but she has lots of friends that have it. Uh-huh. And it's hard to find treats. Mm-hmm. So you decided to do what? I decided to start a business called Sweetie's Cookies. And what do you make? I make cookies that are tree nut, peanut, wheat, dairy, eggs, soy, gluten free. That's a lot of stuff. Is there anything left in them? Um, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Only good stuff, right? Only yeah. good stuff. Now, Mom, Cody, come on over here. Tell me about this, because as a parent, I know dealing with these allergies can be crazy. It's very hard, so we always had a hard time going out to restaurants and finding snacks or sweet treats for her to have um, that we knew were safe for her. Right. So we started baking more at home, and she made cookies, and everybody started to like them. So Emerson got the idea to sell them individually so people had something to take with them to places that they knew were safe. That's awesome. And, and did people buy them pretty fast, faster than you thought? Yeah. Is it tough to keep up? Sometimes. <laughs> now let me ask, do you bake all of these yourself? Do you get some help? I get a lot of help. A lot of help. Who helps? My mom, my dad, my grandparents, um, all my friends. Wow, so are you like the boss of all those people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and Emerson, how old are you? Eight. Eight years old. Oh my gosh. Well, this is awesome. Can, can I buy a cookie? Mm-hmm. All right. How much are they? They're two fifty. Two fifty. And if someone wants to buy the cookies, how do they find them? Um, they can find them on my website. Of course, you have a website. And what is it? It's sweetiescookies.org. Instagram. Sweeties cookies. Sweeties cookies on Instagram. Well, to go along with our topic, we have some moms that we had a conversation with at Sip and Shop. This is a Sip and Shop event at Polaris Fashion Place in the Columbus area where we originate MomCast. We have another one coming up April 12th, by the way, if you'd like to join us. And we put the information on our Facebook page. And you can also see pictures uh, on our Facebook page as well. Um, but they talk about dealing with their kids and their food allergies also. I'm Candy. I'm from Lewis Center. I'm Sarah. I'm from Lewis Center. 
Okay, and you're both moms. Candy, how many kids do you have? I have two. How old are they? Four. I have twins. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna go. You said that so emphatically. Oh, golly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you have twins. All right, how about you? I have two, an eight-year-old and a 13-year-old. Oh, you look like a kid. Wow. Yeah, she's short. Is that what it is? <laughs> my daughter's actually taller than me. Oh, my goodness. So an eight and a 13-year-old. We're talking about getting them to eat. Now, I'm going to start with you because yours are younger and you have two at the same time, which, first of all, I mean, what is mealtime like? Um, well, my son is very picky. He only eats chicken nuggets, ketchup, and um, cinnamon bread, and blueberry muffins. So that's pretty much all we that's do. It. Some fruit and vegetables. My daughter eats anything, so he's the one that we kind of got to... He'll eat pizza. Oh, the good stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell really you... really good for you. Well, I'm going to tell you that my daughter was very much the same way. Mm. It was like five foods, and that was it. So what do you do with your son, since your daughter will eat anything? Have you tried any kind of trick? No, I don't have time to try tricks. I don't have time to try tricks. Whatever he wants as far as food and he'll eat it, I just let him eat it. I have enough other issues to deal with. Well, you have two at (laughs) once, so. Yeah. Now, do you find you give your daughter the same thing, or can you? Um, They eat a lot of the same things, but they will eat, she'll eat a lot of stuff that we make. Like if we do a HelloFresh meal, she'll also eat some of that, because she eats whatever. Wow, that's nice. They're completely different. Okay, all right. Now, let's talk about the older kids. Okay. They're older. They're through that. Mm-hmm. Were they picky when they were little? Um, my daughter, no. Actually, neither of them have been picky. Really? Yeah. And my son does eat some odd things, um, but odd for kids. They really like sushi and Brussels sprouts. I don't really like you very much. That all sounds very, very healthy. So I just really made you cringe, didn't I, when I said hot dogs? Well, it can be a problem because if you're traveling and you want to go to McDonald's because it's the only thing there is. Right. They turn their nose up. Oh, I wish I had that problem, though. My child, we did try. I tried sushi. You know, I read about all, you know, if you start them early, they're early. No, no. So I don't, I I give you all the credit in the world. But I will say this now. My daughter's the same way. She's 11 now. She won't eat at McDonald's. Which is kind of a bummer for me. They think they're going to get fat. Yeah. I think that's, they think that it's going to make them fat. Well, yes. and, and they learn some stuff in school. Right. The book. And it's like, I'm glad on one hand, but on the other, mama needs some fries every now and again. Right. And you crave it. Yeah. And they don't. The burgers are not bad. Oh, I know. And I can't blame it on her. Right. It's all me. Then I have to say, it's just me. Right. Sometimes I just ordered the Happy Meal just to fake them out. Because, you know, you got a kid in the back seat. Yeah. Tina Gordon, and I'm from Sunbury, Ohio. All right, Tina, how many kids do you have? I have two. Two boys, girls. Two girls. Two girls. Yeah. Oh, I bet (laughs) life is just so easy. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're talking about trying to feed kids healthy foods. For some parents, it goes really, really well. And then for others like me, they totally failed their children. (laughs) Uh, My daughter will still, at 11, not eat anything green willingly. Yeah. And it's still, you know, the the gagging and all of that. It's very dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How about your girls? Are they good eaters, bad eaters? Uh, My oldest is 14. She's a pretty good eater, loves fruits and 
pretty much eat try about anything my youngest not so much it's like straight fruit snacks and popsicles <laughs> that sounds good actually fruit snacks and popsicles yeah. yeah now did you ever try to do anything to trick her or to get her to eat anything no or? i did buy there was a book on how to hide vegetables when you make your recipes and i bought the book and had good intentions but yeah never never made it that far so were you one of those moms that made all the food, like all the baby food? No, I did not do that. No. Nope. Okay. I tried to buy the organics, but did not make it myself. I love and am annoyed at the same time by the moms that are able to do that. Do you understand me? Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. that is so cool that they do it. And at the same time, why are you doing that? You're making us look bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, I, who... I never had the time. I barely yes. had the time to actually feed my daughter. Right. Let alone try to make all of her food. Yeah. So I couldn't always do that. But but you did at least attempt the organic. I tried. Yeah. That's good. You can't always. You can't <laughs> no, always do it. No. And any food allergies? No. Luckily, we. Oh, you're lucky. Yes. Luckily, we've missed that one. But we have lots of friends come over, and it seems like there there's a lot of allergies. You got the gluten and. The peanut butter and the dairy and as a parent now i think it's harder to worry about friends yeah like school stuff having kids over yeah, yeah. you have to have like a sheet that, <laughs> that everybody signs yeah and like say, a, like a constant reminder yeah. i mean it's, it's scary yeah <laughs> I, I feel like we all need epi pens just in case <laughs> Uh, my name's Beth Beaulieu, and I'm from Sunbury, Ohio. Okay, and kids? I have two children, um, a boy, he's 12, and a little girl, she's 10. Okay, so you've got one of each. One of each. All right, are they healthy eaters? Are, do you have any challenges when they were little? I, I think they're healthy eaters. They do eat a lot of vegetables. I try to do a balanced meal, but they do have their downfalls of coming home from school, grabbing a snack. But I always say at least grab a healthy snack. Um, but there's other things that they may grab that I don't see that they're eating too much of when they get home. But, um, but for the most part, I think they're healthy eaters. Now, at school, do they do pretty well? Because like, that's where my daughter cheats. Okay. She cheats at school because now she's in fifth grade and they can get snacks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they make moms, if you take a snack in, it has to be healthy. But at this little store. Yeah, they can get ice cream. Right. And, mm -hmm. Candy bars. I mean, they do have some healthy things. But, you know, mm -hmm. potato chips. She's, oh, I got Pringles. I mean, at school, are they doing okay? Well, my son, who's 12, he loves a salad, <clears throat> so he wow. buys That's every good. day. He eats a salad a lot of the time with the chicken on it. So the um, cafeteria moms in there, they have actually called... Um, their salad, the Mitch salad, because that's what he always gets, chicken on his salad. And they said, you want a Mitch salad? And so it's called the Mitch well, salad. <laughs> that, that does not make me feel bad at all. Because <laughs> I tell you what my daughter would have named after her. She would have either the Oreos or the Pringles named after her. There would be no salad. That would be my daughter. Okay. So. Well, then I feel a little better, yeah. but I'm not sure I'm buying that. All right, this is National Nutrition Month, and oh my gosh, trying to wade through everything <laughs> that is out there um, as a parent, uh, for coworkers, for kids can be a little bit daunting. And so we have 
uh, Adrian Rama with us. Okay, you're registered dietitian, licensed dietitian, but tell me again, really, what you what you do, Adrian? Well, I'm an integrative integrative and functional nutritionist. So basically, I look at people from more of a comprehensive viewpoint. It's not ever just about broccoli. <laughs> especially when sleep and stress are mm-hmm. also an issue. So uh, I definitely take a look at the whole person. And then I also specialize in more whole foods, plant-based diets to help people with digestive issues, hormone issues, including diabetes and thyroid, mm-hmm. as well as those who are interested in ultimate health, like getting to that next level of energy and vitality. Wow. Now, And I know, you know, these days it is forefront. I mean, we're hearing all about it. And there are some parents that deal with with this stuff every day. But let's talk about just certain terms that others might hear and maybe they don't understand things like non-GMO. What is non-GMO? That would mean it's the term for non-genetically modified organisms. And so basically genetically modified organisms can be a gene that is inserted into the genome of another species. It's not exactly the same thing as crossbreeding for the best uh, wheat yield, as our great grandparents used to do, or selecting two cows mm-hmm. and mating them for sturdier calves. So it's it's a lot different. Um, there are plenty of documentaries out there. There's a lot of controversy around this, but when you're buying organic, you are really helping the soil because a lot of organic farmers really focus on putting more nutrients in the soil, not using as much as many pesticides, I should say, because there are still some that are used in organic but it's generally less than those that are grown conventionally. And it helps with water quality. You're supporting small farmers. And um, there's, yeah, there's a lot that goes into this, but I I definitely lean more towards non-GMO myself. So when you say something is organic, does that mean it's non-GMO? It's supposed to be non-GMO. Okay. Yeah. So as long as the regulations are still the same, there shouldn't be anything in there. Now, gluten-free is a big one. I mean, and there are, I'm surprised, there are a lot of people that they don't know what that means. You know, there's a lot of jokes out there about that. What does gluten-free mean? Uh, a person who might need to be on a gluten-free diet is basically going to be avoiding the protein gluten. It's actually gliadin, um, but we use the term gluten because that's what most people um, understand. A person with celiac, for example, their body will attack itself more if it's uh, given gluten. So, for example, when their small intestine, when it's exposed to gluten, the villi, which help you absorb your nutrients and minerals, shorten. And so for somebody with celiac, it's definitely imperative to be on a gluten-free diet. Now, there's a terms for gluten sensitivity and gluten intolerance, people who just don't feel good when they eat gluten. And that can be symptoms ranging from foggy memory, like walking to a room and not remembering why you were there, um, stomach aches. Um, those are some things that uh, are also reported by my clients that more gluten sensitivity, but it's not a true celiac okay. issue. When someone is all natural, if you, you, know, you see a product that's all natural, how does that differ from like the non-GMO or the organic? I mean, it's all very confusing. I know. Um, and I, you know, the idea of natural brings up like beautiful fields, flowers, and everything is wonderful and healthy for you. But this is one of the least regulated terms. The FDA, more recently, to the best of my knowledge, is really just looking at the term as being nothing artificial or synthetic being added to a product. But they haven't determined whether, and this is, again, to the best of my knowledge, they might have done something yesterday, um, whether 
genetically engineered food products or those that contain high fructose corn syrup can fall under the term natural. And it also doesn't really address the production and processing methods used in food production. So the use of pesticides, ultra-pasteurization of foods, or irradiation, that's not really been commented on. So I don't put a lot of faith in the word natural. I would lean more towards certifying bodies such as the non-GMO slash organic terms as Mm -hmm. something that I would look at on my foods. I would think for adults and then also for parents whose kids have certain issues, it's hard to find products you can have. (laughs) Yes, but also if you're focusing on real whole foods, it's not that bad. And it's not as expensive either. And this is a common myth my my clients come to realize is definitely a myth. Um, They say it's also expensive to eat healthily. But then I show them, like, when you're eating greens from the produce section, it's not usually that expensive at all. When you're buying actual whole grains from the bulk section, even at Whole Foods, it's not as expensive as going into the inner aisles and finding an $8 cereal that's gluten-free, vegan, and everything else. So it can be less expensive to eat just really good whole whole foods. Mm-hmm. So you can do it. You just have to put a little effort into this. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the, nobody's really out there to help you. I mean, everybody <laughs> assumes that the grocery store has everything that's been vetted and it's all like super safe and awesome, great for health, but it's not really true. You have to be your own health de- detective going through and actually reading everything. And most people aren't reading more than the, health, the food label that shows how many calories, protein, and all that. If you read the ingredients, that's where more of the information is. And even that can be tricky because food companies are always a step ahead and they know that for, let's just say, cereal. If a mom picks up a box of cereal and she sees under ingredients wheat followed by sugar, she's more likely to put it back on the shelf. But they can use different terms for sugar. So it might call it organic evaporated canin juice or diacetase esters. You wouldn't know what it is, but because it's lower on the list, you think it's not as much sugar and it Mm -hmm. can be just as much. Adrian, if someone would like to get more information um, for National Nutrition Month or, you know, what you do, how can they find that? Um, They can find me at onebitewellness.com. That's O-N-E-B-I-T-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. And eatright.org is the uh, organization, um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And that's basically where the whole National Nutrition Month started in, in 1973. And it's basically all about helping, helping people realize that they can heal their bodies with nutrition and the role that dietitians can play in helping them to heal their own bodies and also to achieve a state of higher vitality. That's what we're all about. All right, so you're on your own. <laughs> you got to do what you can to get the kids to eat healthy, and you too. You know, moms, we have to take care of ourselves. So some of that I hope you can use as well. Yeah, we spend a lot of time worrying about the kids. We forget that our input is just as important. Yeah, plus, plus, they're looking at us, right? Exactly. Good Um, examples or, in my case, bad examples. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, make sure uh, you're putting some good stuff in there. And I hope uh, some of it was helpful for you. want to remind you, uh, Polaris Fashion Place, just a great mall in our Columbus area. And they have so many wonderful events. And they are kind enough to host Sip and Shop with MomCast. Uh, We have a great time. 
adult beverages, a little bit of noshing. They have some delicious sushi. and They had a uh, stilt walker there. They did. Uh, we had a great time. A great time. And we have another Sip and Shop event coming. And that's where we record some of you as well. Uh, so we would love to have you join us. April 12th will be the next Sip and Shop at Polaris Fashion Place. And again, we'll have more information here. It's a free event. We just need you to register. In fact, if if you're just, you know, I, I don't know what I need to do or I can't find the information, I, I wanted to throw this out. If you just message us on Facebook, just do a, a message, instant message us, um, or a message through Facebook uh, and tell us, give us your name um, and maybe a phone number and an email I'll put you on the VIP list. I'll do that for you. So uh, you just need to register. That's all you need to do. And it's a good mom's night out. Hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon on MomCast.